Welcome to Courage in Our Time. Mark Nepo said the origin of the word courage is core, to stay close to one's core. This series of podcasts is intended to support you in your discovery of your core, your courage. Thank you for listening, and thank you for subscribing. This episode contains a conversation between me, the owner of Ahimsa Yoga Studio for the past 22 years, Wendy Martin, a yoga instructor and my co-pilot in teacher training, and Barb Jorgensen, also a yoga teacher and the manager of the studio. Through this conversation, we discuss the early days of knowing that COVID was rolling toward us like a bowling ball, and how we dealt with the reality of deciding to close fairly early in the pandemic. It was a huge process that so many studios have had to go through in this pandemic time. A yoga studio is so often the hub of a community, a place where people can gather. And in losing so many studios right now, it's devastating. So I hope this conversation gives you some insight into what these studios are going through and many businesses over this destabilizing time. If you are a yoga teacher or a studio owner, I hope you find some relief and some camaraderie in these words. Here we go. So here we are, the three of us reunited. So I wanted to start, I thought we would start with um, that first week, or I guess the last week before we closed. I know I was in Owen Sound. I was having a holiday, which was not a holiday, because you and I were texting constantly about this rock that was rolling toward us Mm -hmm. and how to clean and how to take care and are we going to have to close and you and I were texting and you guys were actually at the studio and I remember you were buying paper towels and hand sanitizer Mm -hmm. and what was that like for you guys that week? I feel like there was a, I feel like we were being moved by adrenaline for a lot of it, Mm -hmm. sort of like that, like shift into, okay, here's what we, here's what we're going to try, because it was still really unsure Mm -hmm. what what was going to happen. So it was like, okay, well, um, yeah, so I think, I think a little bit of adrenaline and just like really clear pointed, okay, what, what do we need to do here? Mm-hmm. Um, I remember having a workshop on that Sunday, that, that Sunday before we closed and that was the last time ever. Wow. Uh, like March 9th, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, re- I, f- I feel like that first portion of us kind of going into lockdown and not being at the studio and it was like su- like survival, like we were all going in, yeah. you know what I mean? So it was like <clears throat> that, those first few months for me was like going in, so like let's lean into all the practices and um, yeah, just like l- lean into what what the supports are while we kind of see what this is. Um, but it was a little bit chaotic at the beginning, for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like um, uh, I like your use of the adre- adrenaline because I think that paired with 
um, trying to stay in the moment and make decisions moment to moment because things were changing very quickly and decisions were uh, being made and you know it could be made uh, one hour and an hour later yeah. that yeah. decision could be a different thing so um, just trying to stay grounded in it until the decision was made and I can't remember whether we actually made the decision or the decision I think we that, made it yeah I was trying to decide whether the decision was made or whether the decision was made for mm -hmm. us. Yeah, and I, so once we closed and um, on, on the Monday, um, I spent one more day at the studio, just trying to uh, put as much as I could to rest, um, not knowing when I would be back. Mm -hmm. So that was uh, a full day, but a quiet day. And um, I think I was very much in the doing that day. Mm -hmm. And uh, mm -hmm. then for me, the first six weeks um, were like being on vacation. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. I had, um, because it had been a long time since I'd not been at work and I was fatigued. Yeah. So that first six weeks particularly was uh, a sigh of relief for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I can mirror that too. I, I yeah. felt like that as well. Like that like deep exhalation of like, you know, you're almost in this forced pause, mm -hmm. but at the same time, you're just like, oh, wow, like space, mm -hmm. you know? Um, yeah. You know, being someone that takes Mondays off and has for a long time, when it's a long weekend, and I know everybody else has that day off, it's a quieter day off for me. Mm -hmm. And I think during the lockdown, it was like that as well, where it's like, well, we're all in this, mm -hmm. right? We all have to stop and bake bread or whatever it is that we occupy ourselves with or clean the shelving in every room in your house. Yeah, but for sure. Yeah, I remember just feeling when I was in Owen Sound, like if I have to close the business, I won't survive. Or if I have to lock down, the business won't survive. And what would mm -hmm. that be like? And I remember just walking by Georgian Bay, like, I don't know what to do. And and then the decision wasn't made for us because I remember different people saying to me, well, you should close. And I was really almost resentful. I was like, I'm doing my best here to figure out how to survive. And and there was so much kind of judgment being passed around and because people were scared mm -hmm. and then people saying you can't close but just feeling in the end like i didn't i didn't want us to be responsible for people getting sick mm -hmm. that was the big thing was like don't be that person mm -hmm. who who values their business more than their clients right. mm -hmm. yeah. and i and i feel like you know one of the what I like in, in reflecting can look back on is that, um, you know, all of those choices being hard and kind of, but the way we were able to lean into, into, you know, what I feel for each of us is like lifetime practice of what we facilitate and what we believe in, in the, in the, like, in the belly of the storm. Yeah, you know, mm -hmm. that it was like, wow, okay, this is hard, but let's, you know, like we never freaked out, mm -hmm. like just mildly, internally. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we did freak out inside, but 
you know what I mean? It was like, and I've heard that several times that this whole experience is like the the fire of the spiritual practice. It is like, wow, mm-hmm. how are we going to, um, how are we going to weather this? You yeah. know, and and put everything we've been studying and practicing and learning to use in such a moment. Totally, mm-hmm. and especially the good, well, not the good and bad, but the hard and. I don't know how to say it. it. It is the good and the bad. It's the negative and the positive and seeing them both and like, mm-hmm. oh my God, this is so hard. And oh my God, look at the freedom that's going to come from this. I feel mm-hmm. the whole, there's been this theme of duality this yeah. whole time. And For it's sure. still like this undercurrent of everything, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, like immense gratitude and heartbreak, mm-hmm. like at the same time. Mm-hmm. And, but I feel like that was really the cornerstone. That is the cornerstone of the community that we have is that it, it is, we can lean into, um, you know, Himsa is, was a place that people knew that they could come and, and celebrate or grieve yeah. all, all within the same yeah. space, you know, so to be, to be with whatever is happening for us in a, um, you know, with, with open arms. Yeah. Um, not not long after the initial lockdown um, and the decision was made to close, uh, a wonderful gift arrived in the mail yeah. for all three of us. And um, I, I wanted to bring it up. It was a it was a gift of financial support. And I wanted to bring it up because it talks to me of the the depth of grace and support that the Ahimsa uh, community um, has always had mm. and I think continues to to have um, to be seen um, and to be acknowledged in that way was a very um, confusing mm. <laughs> and heartfelt appreciation absolutely yeah um so i i just i wanted to talk about that and i don't know whether either of you has anything to say around that that was so powerful i couldn't believe somebody would so sacrifice so much Mm. to acknowledge and to support us and yeah it was so powerful yeah like that really deep uh, the the deep validation from a gesture like that yeah you know that that the the energy and the space and the time has been um cherished Mm -hmm. and you know and the support for us when it was needed the greatest like it was yeah it was pretty remarkable yeah for me it was almost um like an opportunity to take a deep breath and just say it's going to be okay yeah absolutely yeah Yeah. well and right around that time I did a fundraiser as well trying Mm -hmm. to keep the business okay or afloat and it was astounding the level of support either verbally or financially or whatever Mm -hmm. that came but and then the funny flip side of it too that I went through and the other ball that was rolling at us uncontrollably was the need to close Mm -hmm. and then I thought well can I close when people have been so supportive like it felt like somehow 
that should have been enough or, or that I would be letting them down even more if I then closed the door after they had tried so hard to keep the door open. Mm -hmm. So when you say close, mm. what what does that mean? The bricks and mortar. The, 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 yeah. the building itself. So March, we figure it's 10th-ish, right? Mm -hmm. that we, yeah, a little bit later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was the following week. Yeah. And then in May was when I realized we just had to close. And it was a conversation with you that really made it happen because I didn't want I didn't want to take away the potential for you to teach live. I remember that feeling. I was like, I can't do that to you. And then you said to me, talk to me about what it would look like if we really did close the bricks and mortar. And I was like, oh, thank you. Yeah. It was just this huge heart moment where, yeah. And I realized it was the only way, like, remember we were going to, I was, we were going to shrink either yes. up or down, down, yeah. down. to the first yeah. level. Yeah. Okay. We can make that happen. We can close off and then We'll just have the one level, we can make it work. And then even that was like, we don't know how long we're in this form. We we're beginning to get glimpses that it was gonna be for, we never thought this long. No. <clears throat> and it was two or three days, I remember, because I remember you and I having a conversation upstairs. And um, at that point you had said to me that you were going to downsize. And at that point it was clear to both of us that there wouldn't be a managerial position yeah. for me to come back to. So that was kind of happening. And the other thing that kind of was happening simultaneously to everything else was we had just started the yoga teacher training program. We yeah. finished a yoga teacher training program in early January. And later in January, we started the 2020 yoga teacher training program. So that that was also in that mix. So what do we do with the 2020 program? Mm -hmm. So there were a lot of big decisions that happened within mm -hmm. a short period of time. Yeah. 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 That was a whirlwind. Yeah. yeah. Like a strong wave of decision making. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. And I will never forget walking out with boxes in our arms and the literally the ceiling falling behind us mm -hmm. because Ed was renovating like the dust was all over the stuff that we were moving out and Ed was just pulling everything down as we were leaving. And I remember just feeling like this is so intense. Yeah. But so driven, like that whole process was so driven by other than us, you mm -hmm. know, like it was just like, you got to go. Yeah. And yeah. then, and then what, right? So for me, um, we did decide to continue with the yoga teacher training and we took a stab at what it might look like. Mm. And so we decided to go online and that first chunk of time uh, was Pam Berner and I co-teaching the Yoga Sutras. Oh my God, yeah. And being in, being immersed in the studying and sharing of the a strong yoga philosophy was so helpful to me it was yeah. it you know it, we spoke earlier about leaning into the tools and that's for that for that month and a half almost two months uh Pam and I were in that material mm -hmm. and it just kept grounding me over and over mm -hmm. and over again and kept me present in my process and I was very grateful for that, for that chunk of work, yeah. to be able to um, 
Yeah, to be able to sit in dis discernment and the investigation of that mm -hmm. in the ways we can um, block ourselves mm -hmm. in all of the yamas and the niyamas and the physical practice, pranayama, the meditation, sitting in the jewel that we are in essence we are in essence and everything mm -hmm. else mm -hmm. is just around us and and not getting caught up in the stories totally. not and not making up stories yeah. yeah but just trying to sit in the essence of who everyone in the world is mm -hmm. I did a workshop with Joanna Macy on Sunday on Zoom, but um, one of the things she said was that to, we need uncertainty in order to be present, mm. that it's in the uncertainty that we're the most present. And I mm. think that's this time, yeah. right? And yeah, and to be able to ground ourselves in that, in all that we've studied over the years. And and this is one of the most yogic times ever. Mm -hmm. you know? mm. I remember in that, that first, and it's very similar to, to what you both are saying, in, in those first <clears throat> few months, for somebody with a lung issue, mm -hmm. a, uh, a disease that attacks the lungs is like really easy to like, like go into fear. Mm. So, it, you know, and seeing that, like seeing my, my sort of reactivity to it, and then, you know, very much to what you're saying about having the sutras to sink into, it's like, okay, we can either get spun up in fear or, you know, I did this, I did this breath work. Remember, I was so into the breath work for yeah. like three months. I was like, okay, so, you know, if this is something that is, um, you know, attacks your lungs, then you have the control over a practice that is going to increase your lung capacity. And, you know, it was like, once I was able to kind of figure out what I could do, like, what can I do? Mm -hmm. So in this, like, I can have this practice or these, you know, and that has turned into like a million, <laughs> a million practices within a year. But yeah. the first one for me was, okay, this, this is like, you are on the list of high risk. So how do you not be in the fear of that? And how do you mm -hmm. find empowerment um, and not spin out? And I think that's, you know, what we're all saying is that it doesn't mean we're exempt from feeling the fear of anything. It's, yeah. it's, you know, the, yeah. it's that, is that we, we have these, um, these tools and that we can lean into to say, okay, I'm afraid. And, mm -hmm. and that's this, that's this whole duality, yes, right? Yes. And I feel like that should be Completely. a statement for, you know, for that time, because it's like fear and action, mm -hmm. you know, like, mm -hmm. okay, here they are. I remember feeling like, what the hell can I do? I miss my community. I want this business, my career to stay on track. How do I deal with this? I'll try Facebook Live. So up goes the girl with major body image issues onto this ridiculous camera and saying like, hi, I don't know what else to do. Mm -hmm. And it was the same. It's like, okay, what can you do? Yeah. Right? Yeah. And constantly finding that place where we have enough quiet to hear what that answer is yeah. and not just be in that reactivity. And yeah. and that's been like a huge, you know, I was saying to somebody the other day, 
I haven't taught a core class or done a core class personally for almost a year that my whole, everything within me, all my systems, my heart, everything has just been about cultivating gentleness, like cultivating the, that spot in the nervous system where, where I can manage, where I can cope and it's enough. And I'm sure my core is like, hey, don't forget about me over here, but I, I trust it'll come. I just feel like there's been so much noise and confusion and strong opinions, mm -hmm. you know, not only mm -hmm. the pandemic time, but everything else that has mm -hmm. happened. So, you know, this, this gentleness, this like un, unending compassion has been, it's propped me up. So I just did a lesson about Vanda and Esther, like about the lineage. And I was reminded of Vanda's thing about you just have to undo. Mm -hmm. And I feel like this, that's what that is, right? And, and I've been trying that in my own practice, just like, just undo, just undo. And this whole year has been just undo, like mm -hmm. undo the bricks and mortar that you created, mm -hmm. undo the stories I tell myself about why I had to have bricks and mortar why did it have to be so big and then undo the fear of yeah. now and and the stories about well what if well it's not right it's mm -hmm. what is mm -hmm. um, I, I do a little bit of um, work with Lizzie Lassiter and Judith Hansen Lassiter mm -hmm. particularly um, in restorative and they often end class by saying um, you know, it, I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but um, may I live like the lotus mm -hmm. at home in the muddy waters. Mm -hmm. And I think yesterday when she said that, it was like, I got it at a, a different, different mm -hmm. level, mm -hmm. you know, the, the beauty of the lotus. And there is always going to be muddy water. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Totally. Mm -hmm. And so how do those, how do those two things, um, and yeah. beauty and the mud yeah. yeah and it's the same thing i remember before we close you were talking uh we're talking a little bit about fear and i remember just before we closed how um like the first closing yeah the mm -hmm. first uh when when we literally decided to that we were going to shut the business um in march mm -hmm. and a lot of my time was cleaning, was disinfecting. And I was aware like, okay, so what is this? It has to be done, but it's coming from a place of fear mm -hmm. and how that was driving and how a part of me knew that I wasn't gonna be able to sustain mm -hmm. that um, from that place. Yeah. And, um, yeah, and so that is a pocket of fear. And then I've noticed over over the months that I will have waves of fear mm -hmm. come up. Mm -hmm. And um, at, at first I wasn't really sure, <clears throat> excuse me, what it was. Um, because I can be pretty good at, you know, like dampening things down. 
Uh, and then it was like, oh my gosh, this is fear. Mm-hmm. And um, I think it came from a place of wanting everything to be in its order mm-hmm. uh, and not being able to do anything about that. Yeah. Yeah. And, <clears throat> yeah, and uh, so that is a, uh, a new friend that, you know, comes up every once in a while for me to explore. I think that's, and a, continues. that's a really good and important message. I think that the like, the awareness of knowing that fear is driving the bus mm-hmm. and how exhausting it is. Mm-hmm. And of course, fear takes the wheel all the time, but it's like to, to, to catch ourselves, you know, mm-hmm. to, and to work through the fear versus just letting it be driving the bus all the time because mm-hmm. it's it's so exhausting mm-hmm. and the other thing about that too that makes me think about who we were like I say we're only because it's bricks and mortars we still are these people but the way that we presented Ahimsa was you are utterly welcome no matter what this is a safe place to be no matter how snotty messy whatever you are mm-hmm. we will touch you either through words or through hands and I kept thinking about if we are constantly sterilizing and taking away all the germs and all the microbes and all these things, that's not us. Mm. Like, it sounds weird to say that, but Mr. Clean, I don't think really had a good had a place at himself. <laughs> I think we needed tea tree oil. But like, I yeah. think it, I, it just felt to me like we had to create um, a whole studio based in fear of. Mm-hmm. And then we would be able to proceed as a business. But if we weren't willing to do that, then we we couldn't continue. And that just felt wrong to me. Like, I remember that podcast I did about making a cup of tea. If I can't make you a cup of tea, I don't think it's a himsa anymore. Mm. Yeah. And I don't want all of us living I, in fear. I don't want to be living in fear. Like, well, I was supposed to start live classes on Saturday. And I called Lindsay McMillan, my friend, the doctor, Sarah McKinnon. I said, what do you think? I have a husband who has had a quadruple bypass. I got a mom who's 83. Mm-hmm. What do you think? And they said, don't. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I don't want to do it. I, there was this, just right when the, the back, the first vaccine came out and there had been a number of um, anaphylaxis mm-hmm. reactions to it. I had to like seriously sit myself down and like, talk to myself about going into fear because I also have an anaphylaxis allergy and you know we'll just say temperamental lungs because I have working relationship with them Mm -hmm. um but it's that thing it's like oh so you really don't want to get it and you don't want to get the vaccine right now either Mm -hmm. like and and having to like kind of wrestle and contend with that sensation and then kind of putting it to the side and just feeling like okay just a little longer in my basement yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah. it's it's such an interesting and I was saying this to Ali a little earlier when we were talking that it's like we just have to come kind of belly to belly with everything as it comes up mm-hmm. as it rises you know and and maybe we start or maybe we don't but you know it's it's been like so interesting to to be looking down the lens of spring summer fall mm-hmm. you know yeah. like so what an interesting practice of 
what if you still cultivated the ideas? What if you still envisioned and dreamt and still kind of created the bones for something, but you had no ties to it, you had no mm-hmm. attachment to it. Mm-hmm. But if it was if it was the right timing and the momentum was there and the safety was there, it's gonna happen. But if it isn't, <clears throat> then you're not, you're not, I mean, you'd probably still be disappointed. But but how many seeds do you plant? Right for a single zucchini. True. Yeah. Maybe zucchini is a bad and great point. Well, <laughs> zucchini. <laughs> no, but it's true, and that, and that's like been I think that the work of this time, especially mm-hmm. now, like especially like a year in, mm-hmm. and not really having any clear vision of what. Oh, there's no planning. No. Yeah. yeah. And I guess as as we're talking, one of the things. Um, is that, you know, that really close line, um, like you're making decision about the classes um, and doing live classes. Mm -hmm. I don't see that as coming from a place of fear. I I see that as being really discerning. Yeah, responsible. Absolutely. And and smart. Yeah, yeah. Right, Mm -hmm. discerning and smart. And so that that fear and that discernment, Mm -hmm. like if we can let the fear come up and be in it and then be discerning about which way we want to turn right? yeah absolutely. is this a story is this real yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. like so. 3 a.m probably a story <laughs> <laughs> uh, but clear yeah. at 10 o'clock let's probably yeah. you've probably sifted through it for mm-hmm. yeah. yeah so what i would love to do is take that into a pause and then let's come back and talk about community That marks the end of part one of Wendy and Barb and Allie reminiscing about the days of COVID when we first had to close the bricks and mortar studio at Ahimsa. There is a part two. In part two, we talk about emergence. We talk about where to from here and how was all this for you? I hope you'll join us then. In the meantime, have a great day.